You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, the NBA champions are in town. The Golden State Warriors will be taking on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. And I, I kind of... I kind of wrote something about this at ESPN Wisconsin plug, um, and that should be coming out today. But I, there's just kind of this feeling that with this Bucks team, that they're a team that really, you know, not that they have the Warriors number, but man, they've really made the Warriors <laughs> work over the years. And, you yeah. know, like the Warriors just really struggle with them. And, well, the Warriors have lost once to them. And it was twenty four to one, like the twenty four and one game, where they gave them their first loss of the season. As uh, they'd won their first twenty four games of the season, they were coming off a back to back against the Celtics that they probably should have given as much effort in as they did. And then obviously the Bucks caught them. But since then, like the Bucks have been in games, and you know that's kind of that's kind of the story with that. Um, but I, I thought. Giannis put this one best when I asked him about it today. He said, whenever we play against them, we're excited and scared at the same time because we know at any point in the game they can embarrass us, so we got to go out there and play hard. And I think that's like a perfect one-sentence description of the Golden State Warriors. Like, they can embarrass you at literally any time. Like, it, it'll just be four possessions in a row, and it's over. Game's over. They had a couple threes, got you turned over some, and you're down double digits, and you're not coming back. So uh, I don't know. This this is one that obviously always excites people, but uh, as Giannis mentions, it also scares you at the same time. So um, I guess how are you doing? And uh, you excited for this one? I'm guessing Giannis's uh, excited and scared comment was not inspired by watching Saved by the Bell and the Jesse Spano uh, episode where she takes caffeine pills or whatever and says, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared, and then faints. Uh, we don't know you that, may- though, because like, in Greece, maybe though, like at maybe, that time, he was getting Saved by the Bell in syndication. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe he was. Um, by the way, were you, because you're, you're a fair bit younger than me, did you watch Saved by the Bell growing up? Uh, I had uh, my sister's seven years older than me. My brother's five years older than me. So I got to watch some Saved by the Bell, but I didn't really get to comprehend it because I was too young, if that makes any sense. But I'm definitely aware of many of the references from Saved by the Bell. Okay, very, very mature topics, difficult to grasp (laughs) as uh, for young children. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm actually uh, kind of impressed that Giannis would even admit to being like the, having using the word scared. He doesn't and, do and that. Actually, he's he, he's yeah. never done that. 
yeah, that, that that's kind of interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, really, the last couple of years, the home, basically the home games have been, cl- you know, well, the the twenty four and one win was was not close, uh, shockingly not close. And then uh, obviously last year at home they came damn close. Uh, was it last year? Or was it two years ago that they um, that they nearly? I think I guess it was last year, right? Where yep. um, where they they nearly beat them and they ran the wiper play and. Draymond knew it was coming, and they, like, yeah, just and did then not happen. after the game, Draymond was talking about how disrespectful it was because I believe it was going to be the post entry to Giannis on the block, uh, and then it would have been wiper off of that, and he was just like, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like, if you're going to want to play at me, I see that as disrespect or something like that. Just <laughs> a very typical Draymond Green uh, quote whatever, after the game. Whatever, Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I mean, there we 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 use the phrase "measuring stick" game a lot, and and there is uh, there is no team, uh, regardless of what the records you know currently might say about the Golden State Warriors, you know, obviously not being on the historic pace they have been in previous years, specifically a couple years back. But um, certainly, this is a team that uh, you know every other team kind of thinks about. How do you compete with them, right? And and when you think about competing for a championship, I mean, how many teams in the league basically don't even view competing for a championship as a possibility in the near term because of the exist the mere existence of the Warriors, right? Yep. I mean, if if the Rockets are the best team in the league, if the you know Cavs are the best team in the league, if the Celtics are the best team in the league, I, I think every te- other team in the league would feel dramatically better about their chances of competing because. As good as those teams are, as well as those teams have played, as as high as the sort of ceiling is on on those teams when they're at their best, um, they just don't scare you like the like the Warriors do, and they just cannot come at you in waves with just all star talent after all star talent after all star talent after all star talent. I said it four times um, the way the Warriors can. I got so, it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, uh, obviously, to see just how the Bucks measure up. And obviously, I guess a year ago they had one very competitive game, one game where they looked terrible uh, in Oakland. And this obviously uh, will be interesting to see the lineups because um, we were just talking before the the the, the show here. Um, Steph Curry may not play, right? He's questionable. Uh, he missed the last game. Uh, submarine, my uh, draft Wednesday chances. <laughs> uh, still, still feeling some heartburn about that stuff. Um, but he's he's been sensational, and um, you know, I think a lot of discussion around the the Warriors. You know, it's it's the question of who is the best player on the Warriors and who is the most <laughs> most important player on the Warriors. And it's an interesting debate because I think you can make you know an argument that Kevin Durant may be the best player on the Warriors, especially when you factor in the massive strides he's made defensively not that he was ever a bad defender during at OKC and OKC but um elevating his game defensively as a shot blocker um they've turned into this terrific rim protection team despite the fact that they start Zaza Pachulia um <laughs> at center to be fair and though Zaza's always been good at deterring shots at the rim deterring that's right shot deterrent but um but literally I mean I think they lead the league in shot blocking right um yeah. which is obviously not coming from Zaza but <laughs> um but obviously as, as incredible as Durant is and you know everybody saw what he could do in the finals last year uh if you didn't you know watch basketball the previous you know six or seven years or whatever to see him dominating uh in okc um but by the same token um you know they're such a fascinating team because draymond's kind of the heart and soul durant may be the most talented player but then steph is the guy who just 
you know, as we were talking about the other day about, you know, who would be the one player that would you'd want to add to the Bucks. Um, Steph changes the game, changes the geometry of the court um, with his shooting in, in ways that I don't think any other player in, in basketball does, even even a guy like LeBron or KD or, or Giannis. So um, certainly the whole complexion of the game is, is going to shift based on whether or not Steph plays on Friday night. And, you know, we'll obviously see see what happens. I'm sure uh, fans coming out to see the champs will will many of them will want to see Steph Curry uh if you're solely focused on hoping the Bucks win the game you will be rooting for Steph Curry to maybe take it easy and take the night off but um certainly that will will change a lot of things I think you said there were a couple other who else was listed as probable I think you just mentioned Livingston and Iguodala yeah so a couple other guys are obviously important rotation players especially Livingston with with Steph out becomes very very important and certainly there are few bigger contrasts in terms of stylistic you know guard play than uh Steph Curry versus Sean Livingston so um obviously that that will dramatically change the Bucks game plan if if Steph can't go and if Sean Livingston has to become the number one option at at the point but um but yeah, should be should be fun to see. I'm not going to say should be a fun game because it may not be a fun game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know I, the way the Bucks have generally played, and um, as you said the other night, they've been good at home this year. Um, I, I think you expect them to be competitive. Uh, whether or not they can hang for 48 minutes, that is another question. Um, I would be surprised though if you know the the Warriors came in and just blew their doors off in the first quarter and just you know coasted. Um, but again, that's the problem and kind of what Giannis was alluding to. Uh, it, 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 you don't have to play bad for an extended period to, to lose by a lot to the Warriors. And um, certainly this is a team that, uh, you know, when, when they're clicking and certainly the biggest problem for them has been injuries. And also just it seems like guys just not necessarily, you know, being that interested in, in playing at, at peak peak levels during the regular season because they know that um, – that they're not going to get judged on the regular season. It's going to be all about the playoffs. So, um, you know, all the usual uh, measuring stick uh, cliches apply, but uh, hopefully it'll be a fun game to watch for everyone in the building as well as those of us watching on TV. Yeah, you mentioned Curry kind of changing the geometry of like like no other player. And, like, it's not just no other player in the league. It's no other player in the history of basketball. Like, he is, he's just incredible with the things that he does. And... Uh, yeah, so obviously not having that guy out there uh, would really help. That would be a, a good thing for this Bucks team. Uh, and I, I don't know, the, this Warriors team is just so tough because you look at, uh, obviously you have to account for the fact that Durant's only played in 34 games, Curry's only played in 28. Um, but the fact that Durant's averaging 26.7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 Point two blocks and point eight steals per game. Curry's averaging twenty seven point nine points, five rebounds, six point four assists, one point seven steals per game. And then, oh yeah, Clay Thompson, uh, twenty points per game, four rebounds, two point five assists, a steal or point seven steals, point six blocks. And you know what? Why not just throw in the best glue guy, glue guy in the history of glue guys? Draymond Green, 10.7 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, 7.6 assists, 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks. Like, that is just an embarrassment of riches. And oh, also, the best sixth man in the league, and Andre Iguodala, who comes off the bench. Like, uh, how many times do I have to say the best something? And, and you think about Durant and Curry, like, I already talked about how Curry changes the game, but Durant, if you had to create a score in a lab, 
you'd create Kevin Durant, like a, a seven footer that can handle the ball, that can shoot it over anyone, that has the ability to shoot. Oh, forty percent from three. Um, like it, they're just it, they have an embarrassment of riches in Golden State, and uh, they're just so tough. And like you said, they are responsible for I think teams in general feeling less hopeful about their outlook on the season. Like, this time of the year, the trade deadline is, what, three weeks away, three and a half weeks, four weeks away. It's February 8th is the deadline, so just short of a month away. And most of the time, you'd be hearing about all the teams that are buying and selling. And this year, it's like, Woj just said that the Cavs don't see DeAndre Jordan as a piece that puts them over the top, so they're not willing to give up the Nets pick. And if the Warriors don't exist, do they feel the same way? I would say probably not. I would say they probably feel like, oh, multi-time all-star at center, that we think there's a possibility that we could sign up for a longer-term deal. Let's trade for him and win a championship. Like, you don't have that thought anymore because the Warriors exist, and you have to be so good to beat them. So they're they're just a, a kind of an anomaly in their in their own right that they just are so good that you don't even feel like trying to put the best product forward because the best best product you can put forward isn't good enough to beat them uh even if you do trade for someone that you think potentially could be an all-star so it, it just kind of changes the calculus of everything and they're just such a good team and one thing i thought was interesting was when I talked to Chris Middleton today about it, this Warriors team and the fact that there is kind of that belief that they make things harder on the Warriors and they found some success against the Warriors. So what is it about it? And he said that one thing that they can do to the Warriors that not a lot of teams can do is switch a lot of the action. And I thought that was interesting because as we know, the Bucks aren't a switch heavy team, but with the Warriors and their like motion-heavy offense and all the split cuts that they run and all the screens that they have guys come off, like it just keeps moving rapidly that you can just switch and switch and switch and switch and switch. And eventually that might mean with five seconds left you have a bad matchup. Um, but this isn't the Rockets where they get a switch five seconds into the possession and then it's like, okay, James Harden is going to dribble out. We're going to spread the floor, and Thon Maker's going to have to cover James Harden or Sterling Brown or whoever. Like this, that's not how the Warriors roll. Like they are very cognizant of always having a motion-heavy, moving offense where they keep the ball moving, they keep their players moving, and they don't really let you breathe. And in doing that, they can kind of, I'm not going to say say susceptible because they're one of the best offenses in the league and one of the best offenses that anyone's ever seen. But if there is one way that you can kind of slow them down, it is switching a ton of that action and just kind of trying to put bodies in front of them. And eventually, they're going to make you make mistakes and you're going to give up some easy ones because they just have too many talented players and too many good playmakers and too many good shooters. So eventually that's going to happen. But I did think it was interesting that a team that doesn't really switch a lot in the Bucks has been able to find some success doing that. And uh, there's been games, I think, in the last three years or three and a half years, including this year. So three years before this year, uh, six matchups against the Warriors in uh, three of them, they were able to, I shouldn't say, 
In three of them, the Warriors shot worse than their typical average from the three-point line. And again, three-point accuracy defense is very much debatable. Um, but I guess even more to that point, in two of those games, the Bucks were able to keep them well under their average attempts per game in those seasons. Um, and that would suggest to me that, okay, that switching is working and the Bucks are kind of able to keep them off the line. So... Um, that might not be the case this year because the Bucks defense has been a total mess. And as they've tried to switch more, they've missed a ton of switches. So it, it could just be a total mess and the Warriors could get out in transition defense somewhere where the Bucks have been struggling a lot in the last month. Um, and they could just open it up in the first quarter and end it in the second. And that could be that. Or maybe the Bucks can make them struggle for a little bit. Uh, it's... It's going to be interesting to watch because th throughout this entire season, we've talked about it every single every single night on this podcast, is they get up for the good ones, then they don't for the bad. Well, the Warriors are at the tippy top, so that's a good one. So I suspect the Bucks will be up and ready for this one, but who knows? One of the interesting stats looking at the lineup data on the Warriors this year, uh, a year ago, the, you know, sort of modern, the, the new version of the death lineup, I don't know if we ever formally christened it the mega death lineup but um basically you know curry thompson uh iguodala durant uh and green um that lineup was 100 plus 123 in 224 minutes so that like, plus 24 points per 100 which of course is freaking phenomenal um although that's basically more or less what they got from their primary lineup starting five was Zaza in at center as well. So, um, you know, again, it's not like they needed that to, to be dominant. Um, but it's interesting. You look at their lineups this year. Uh, the regular starting five is, again, terrific. Um, but the sort of, you know, the, let's call it the Megadeth lineup. Um, they've only played 58 minutes together and they're minus 13 in 58 minutes, um, which, again, like you know, give them another hundred minutes together. There's no way I can imagine that being a negative number. Um, but it, it is interesting just, you know, you to kind of look and see like what's kind of been different about this team. And um, obviously the injuries um, have, you know, had an effect, you know, in particular Steph missing a, a bit for a bit of time. Um, and we'll see if he's back on Friday night. Um, so maybe they don't have quite the same rhythm. And it, it's funny though. I mean, they've lost six games at home. But they still have the best record in the league, right? I mean, like you, 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 I mean, they haven't had. It's kind of gone back and forth. They haven't always had the best record this year. Um, I think the Rockets at one point were ahead of them, and then they lost some games. And you know, I think the, obviously the Celtics had the best record early in the season. But you know, just sort of as time goes on, you know, while the Warriors are not having a great season, and oh by the way, they lead the league in point differential. <laughs> they lead the league in winning percentage. You know, they're thirty-three and nine. Um, they're a team that you know is just still um looking like they're they're going to be a, a buzzsaw and um I, again like you know they're on pace to win something like 64 65 games and ho-hum you know like bring on the playoffs because this is boring <laughs> um but yeah so i think it'll be interesting to, to to watch exactly how things match up i mean um I, I don't know i mean we can say the usual things right you just you just hope they miss more shots than they than they normally do. Yep. And you hope. I think the other thing that the Warriors have been susceptible to is being a bit sloppy and being turnover prone. Um, 
And obviously, when they're humming offensively, you're you're, you're going to lose. You're not going to stop them. Um, so really, all you can do is is hope they turn it over a lot. They lead the league in effective field goal percentage, which is the most important of the four factors. Um, but they are only 28th in turnover rate offensively. Um, and interestingly, they're only 21st in defensive turnover rate as well. So they're an interesting team because. If you look at their four factors, they are terrific in terms of offense and defense in terms of their effective field goal percentage. Those are the two most important things in determining how many points you score and how many points you give up. Everything else is mediocre to bad. They are, as you said, bad in forcing, bad in forcing turnovers, bad in turnovers themselves. They're a below average offensive rebounding team. They're a below average defensive rebounding team. They're dead average in both free throw rate own and free throw rate allowed. But if you dig into like, OK, well, you just make shots and you force misses that that that's that's really what basketball tends to be about when you break down the numbers on these things. And, you know, it's interesting to look at them. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the Bucks being a team that, well, they force a lot of turnovers, but their shot chart. And when we talked about with Dean Money at the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, the Bucks shot chart, both offensively and defensively, just leaves, let's say, a lot to be desired. And yeah. the Warriors are just very very different you know they don't have the impressive four factors resume uh but if you look at where they're allowing shots and where they're taking shots they're you know 10th in terms of share of shots at the rim they're ninth in terms of um limiting three point shots so they're you know right in in good shape there in terms of the you know constitution of the shots that they allow and then in terms of the defense um they're the best team in the league at forcing misses from mid range. And again, maybe some of that's fluky or whatever, but, um, but you know, again, that that's a positive. And then they're above average and basically, you know, they're slightly above average in terms of opponent three point percentage and they're t- eighth in forcing misses at the rim. So, um, you know, just kind of the aggregate is like that. That's why they're, they're so good in terms of, um, effective field goal percentage allowed. And that's why they're a great defense. Um, so, yeah, they're they're great at that, and then I think offensively, we probably don't need to talk a whole lot about you know what they do so well. I mean, interestingly, they they only take the twenty third most shots at the rim in terms of the share, um, and kind of interesting as well. If you look at their share of three point shots, you would think the 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 Warriors would be oh they take like what are they a first or second in terms of total threes attempted? No, they're ninth actually in. Uh, the ratio, the frequency of three-point shots relative to, to total number of shots they take. So they don't, they don't take the, the most three-point shots in the world. But my God, do they hit all their jump shots? <laughs> they are, they are first in the league in in three-point percentage, which is especially impressive given they take obviously a lot of them, maybe not it, the most, but a lot so of them. It's so strange that three of the greatest historical like shooters in the history of basketball like could do that. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're the best at making threes. They're the best at making mid-range jump shots, and they're the second best in the league at finishing at the rim. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> good luck, Bucks. Good luck. The the Bucks defense is as bad as it's been throughout the the Jason Kidd era. Um, they've cut down on three point three pointers allowed um, in terms of the volume, which is a, definitely a positive. We've talked about. They've been probably unlucky in terms of allowing a high percentage, and this is a team that. Um, is probably not gonna gonna help you mean regress, let's say, back to a lower <laughs> number. So, uh, so yeah, you know, just basically cross your fingers, hope they miss three pointers, you know, contest jump shots, 
uh, and and hope that guys have an off night. Hope Steph Curry takes it easy, right? I mean, I, I don't think there's any miracle cure for beating the the Warriors, but uh, hope they miss shots. Hope they turn it over. That 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 pretty be pretty much it from from my perspective. Well, that seems uh, seems like there's little you can do as a Bucks fan to affect that. Like, yeah, you're just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. And I guess somewhere where you can do something as a Bucks fan, you can help out is all-star voting. And right now, you're failing, Bucks fans. No, that would be, <laughs> that, I, that's a joke. That is a joke. You're not failing. Uh, but three, three of the top four vote-getters in all-star voting, all right? All right? Or is Kyrie one of the guys? But it's close. I think maybe three of the top five are going to be in the building yep. on Friday night. Yeah, so uh, the next update on all-star voting came in today. And Captain Giannis is no more. Uh, instead, it was LeBron James. LeBron James is the leading vote-getter now in the Eastern Conference. Um, he is outpacing Giannis by 137 or so thousand votes. Um, and I think the margin last time was Giannis by like 7,000 votes. So in this period, uh, LeBron was able to get over uh, a, a little bit there. So LeBron takes the lead in the Eastern Conference, but I, I tweeted this out when I saw it. Giannis is still second. <laughs> like, like it, It's LeBron and then Giannis, and then Curry, Durant. It's not close. It, it's really not close, right? It, no. He, Gian- Giannis and LeBron are like, lapping the field basically aren't they yeah so it's lebron at 1,622,838 Giannis at 1,480,954 and then up next is Kyrie Irving at 1,370,643 and then Durant and Curry both at uh 1,300,000 some um, so those guys, I mean, again, it's, it's kind of crazy that the distance between LeBron and Giannis is about the same as the difference between Giannis and those other guys. Like it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy that Giannis is on a tier of his own. If he isn't with LeBron, he is on, uh, the tier right below him. So that means Bucks fans gotta go to work. Uh, LeBron fans clearly were not happy to see LeBron outside of first place. Uh, so six days left, I believe, for voting, maybe five. And, you know, got to, gotta, what is it? Uh, hashtag, uh, hashtag NBA vote. NBA vote. Giannis Adetokounmpo. And get those out. And I'm trying to, I don't even know. What, 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 do, what do we break down all the ways were for you to vote? I think you can do it on NBA.com. You can do it on Twitter. Facebook. You can do it on Facebook. Oh, I did it on Amazon Alexa, actually. It was very easy. I knew you were going to. You yeah. said that and I like, oh, I'll never do I this. Should, like, you're I such a liar. Next, I, I should do it again and record myself doing it. And then we can just <laughs> bore people on the podcast <laughs> listening to me show how to use uh, Alexa to vote for, for Giannis. I you think can, you just, you just like, tweet it out from Lockdown Bucks. We don't need to put it on the podcast. Yeah, I, and if I recall, I think Alexa... I, here's, the, here's the thing. I don't know if Alexa just repeats the pronunciation that you use, but I thought when I did it, she pronounced the Dedekumbo shockingly well. Um, 
So shout out to Alexa. Maybe it's just because she's always listening to my living room. And so maybe she just like <laughs> has heard a dead Akumbo a million times and she's, you know, plotting my destruction. That's a dark and, time on Frank. That is yeah, a dark exactly. Timeline. So, um, so yeah, if, if I go missing, um, uh, you know, just let this be for the record that somebody checked the Alexa records, uh, on that as well. Well, this is problematic because you're saying this in your house, Frank. So she just heard that. So well, I'm upstairs. I don't think she can hear oh, me. Although okay. she probably has spies everywhere. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, but Giannis is in second place in the Eastern Conference. If you want to see Captain Giannis, uh, you're gonna have to go out there and do some more voting. Tell some friends. By the way, we should we should probably note as well that even if Giannis did win the popular vote, um, it, I, I was I was listening, reading some other stuff. So I I think he would have to then. You know, I, th- I believe the captain is based off of not just the popular vote, which is half of the total starter voting, but then also 25% fan or 25% media, 25% players. So I assume Giannis is obviously not going to beat LeBron in those two categories. So, but if you um, if so, if Giannis gets first in fan yeah. voting, second in the other two, and LeBron I, yeah, I is flipped. That's yeah, a tie know. again, right? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how they break the tie. I, and honestly, I don't care enough to to like. Oh wow, Frank! Do more research on the topic. I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty obvious he's going to finish second in the East. <laughs> yes. He's not going to have to be the captain, and it'll be interesting to see where he gets. But I, I'm actually this very is curious. Motivation, Bucks fans. Yeah, I, Frank I'm actually doesn't believe in you. <laughs> I'm actually very curious to see where he will get picked in the draft because. Um, obviously, well, you're not even going to know, Frank, because they're not even telling anyone about even the draft. Oh, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. That'll leak out. Woj will tell us. Um, the <laughs> you, well, you know that we, as we were discussing, we know that Durant or Curry, whichever one finishes tops in the West, is going to pick the other one, right? Or, or it's going to be yes. a, a huge controversy. So they'll pick the other one, and then the real, the real variable though is is who LeBron would pick. Um, and I don't know. I don't know who LeBron would pick. Um. But my guess is he would not pick Giannis. I'm guessing um, he would do something like and, pick one of his teammates or something. Like he would pick yeah. like Kevin Love. The only person I could, uh, well, but he, I don't think did I did we confirm this? Did did I hear someone imply that you're that they're picking from the starter from the starters first? I don't mm, think they. I don't can, think we ever confirmed it. Yeah, I I, I want to say, and that would make sense. I think, um, yes. because then you make, can make sure that the starters actually start the game. So I would assume that's probably the case. So I, I imagine you'll you'll have to pick from the ten guys who are or the eight guy the eight, the other eight guys who are voted starters. So um, if that's the case, uh, it'll be interesting to see if if LeBron would actually or you know who who where where Giannis would go because. This is where the whole like banana boat, you know, USA basketball buddy buddy stuff comes into play because Giannis doesn't have that, so he's not really rolling with anybody. So it'll be interesting to see if that um, if that maybe hurts him in terms of. Uh, the, it would the be all-star. pretty interesting for LeBron though, because it's what two guards, three front court. Yeah. So right now, if that's the case in the Eastern Conference, it would be Giannis, Embiid. Irving and DeRozan, and I don't know if there's anyone more attractive than Giannis out of those. Um, certainly, I can't imagine the Ky- picking Ky- Kyrie Irving. Well, that that would be the fascinating thing. Would he pick Kyrie? Is would would LeBron just high road it? At, and and I don't know if he'd pick him first, but would he would he pick Kyrie? Because obviously Durant slash Curry probably wouldn't pick Kyrie high because. You know they have Curry, so it, that's that's an interesting question. And then um, in the West, you're going to have Curry and Durant out. Um, 
or I guess maybe you don't have Curry and Durant out. Uh, maybe he's able to pick wh- whoever doesn't win out of those two. Curry in the lead right now. Uh, but then the rest. Wait a minute. Of the- are you saying are you saying Curry and Durant won't pick each other? No, I'm saying LeBron. Like if LeBron gets the first pick rather than the second pick. Oh, yeah. Because I I would assume the leading vote getter would probably get the first pick. I don't. Really oh, know. that's an interesting question. Yeah, LeBron will be the first pick. So would he take like if Curry finishes second? Correct. Would he in the West? Would he pick Curry before Durant can? Yes. That's an interesting question. That would be pretty funny if he did. Um, Agreed. Or, or, or would, or actually, or would he pick James Harden, thus stoking the LeBron to Houston rumors that have been kind of like you know randomly kind of floated around a little bit. That would be that's probably the most fun um, yes. thing that could happen because then or uh, stoking the LeBron to Milwaukee uh, <laughs> yes. rumors by drafting Giannis. Although if it's Durant who gets the if if Durant wins the vote. Um, it would be actually kind of funny because he's talked up Giannis so much. It wouldn't shock me at all if he picked Giannis, like, you know, yeah. with not his first, but maybe his second. So that might be kind of fun. Yeah. So I don't know. There's some interesting stuff there. I'm, I, I, I don't even know what to say here other than if I don't know the order of how this all went down, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to absolutely <laughs> lose it because I demand to know the draft order and how this went down. So either the NBA needs to figure it out and do this like televised or Woj be the, be the ever knowing person or Shams, whoever, or Zach Lowe. I don't really care who it is. Somebody get me the draft order. Cause I want to know. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see kind of what happens there, but yes, Bucks fans, you have a little bit of time left yet to vote for Giannis uh, on Twitter, you can do it with his first and last name or his Twitter handle and NBA vote. And uh, I don't, I have no idea how you do it on Facebook. I would assume it's the same way. Hashtag NBA vote same with thing, the player's thing, name. Yeah. Alexa, I have no idea. I have no idea how to vote on Alexa, but you'll figure so it out. You, I think you just say like, hey, Alexa, NBA all-star voting and she'll probably figure it out. So That is going to be it for us for tonight on Lockdown Bucks. We will talk to you. I'm not going to rule out you know what I am. Uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Um, I was thinking, you know, sometimes we've done emergency pods, but eh, I'll just say we're going to talk to you on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday night. That'll be ready for you on Monday. Uh, we'll see what happens when the Bucks play the Warriors. And then they are back in action on Sunday against the Heat. So they'll have the Heat at noon. And then uh, on MLK Day, they have the Wizards at, I think it might be a noonish time as well. It's a, it's a day game there. One o'clock, yeah. One o'clock. Day game there too. So um, uh, one of those three games in four days kind of set up. So we will get you all caught up on it on Monday. We will talk to you then. That was Frank. I'm Eric. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We will talk to you later.